Dad decided to buy a 6.8 pound prime rib. Wow, I'll be right over. Yeah, $106. <gasps> Mother McCree. It's oh, okay. It uh, started to be prepared tonight. Yeah? Yeah. My mom called friends around town to get the best prime rib recipe. Yeah. So, Mom and I are going to be church Sunday morning while Dad is working on the prime rib, so. Oh, my goodness. I hope he took insurance out on it. A hundred and six dollars. Uh-huh. Poor Fibber would have been laid out. <laughs> he was all upset because he had to spend more than five dollars at the supermarket. Or, or realized that he couldn't get anything for five dollars except dented cans. Oh, I guess the cans didn't have any labels. So it doesn't have any bones or anything. It, it's all 6.8 pounds of meat. So it's not a standing rib roast? Uh-uh. It's a rib, it, it is a roast. It's a roast. A hundred and six dollars. Yeah. Did, did, did the butcher come with it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Costco has wonderful meat. It has the best. It's that's the only place we buy our meat, and it has the best deals. But I can imagine almost a seven-pound meat somewhere else at a regular grocery store. Who knows what it would cost? Well, it wouldn't taste the same. No. It's amazing that Costco and Sam's Club have really outstanding meat. Oh, they sure do. And I don't. It, it, it's a puzzle because they're volume sellers mm -hmm. and. Sometimes you expect a seller like that not to have the top-of-the-line quality, and they go over the top, both of them. And I think partly, I think Costco, they must have great quality control. We're not disappointed in stuff we buy there. They must have really good quality control uh, somehow. have to prove yourself before you get in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that must have felt okay spending $106 on on Prime. <laughs> so that's I, this year's Christmas story of... Uh, ...guard on the way home to protect the meat. That's what Fibber wanted. Yeah. And Fibber are, are paired up this year. Yeah, so we 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 got a honey-baked ham, so we're going to we're gonna cook that New Year's Eve. Uh, but traditionally, um, honey-baked ham, uh, Wilkes Rabbit, and... Uh, Oh, we we done some primes and things. We, it, it's sort of open-ended what, you know, um, what we traditionally do has to, you know, my family is, is, I guess what I'm trying to say, we're just happy to be together. It's a gift scheme. It's not big ticket items. It's, you know, it's a simple thing if we do have a big it's a, it's a surprise it's really nice it's nice little remembrative tokens like a cd or a dvd things that we all like to see or all like to do or maybe a book and so we we do christmas eve you know we do these games you know in the morning with four of us and takes a half hour and it's the meals you know it's the meal and the family time and generally christmas day Mom and I pull out board games and start playing games with the family. And your dad cooks $106 yeah. roast. Yes, you're going to be, yeah. Uh... You just, so you took my breath away. Oh, yeah, I know. I have, I have the vapors. <laughs> also, another story this year I can tell. Could I ask 
you to do one thing if it's not too inconvenient. Yes. And you call me back and see if we can get a better line. Uh-huh. Okay, let's do that, everybody. <laughs> Sound like we're underwater here. I know. Poor Patricia. She got, no. She got delicate. But that gave me an excuse to play another White Christmas. Okay, we'll be right back. Cross my heart. Christmas, everybody. Patricia's back. And we no longer sound like we are. Oh, she sound perfect. You oh, are. Oh, yes. We were underwater there for a while. I we don't are know in... why that happened. We are in full fidelity. Yeah, I know. But, you know, every once in a while, we get all messed up, and mm-hmm. you call me back, and everything is fine. Well, if Bill explains it to me, phone, telephone company... When you make a call, you don't know what direction it goes. With satellite and everything, yeah. sometimes it'll hop over Alaska before it comes to you. Sometimes it's a direct call. And we just don't know every time we make a call. That's part of the reason why 
uh, when we broadcast down to yesterday USA, we don't know until show, until airtime what kind of phone line we have. Sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's low. No, that's why we got to sort of adjust on the fly to try and make it the right level because it's not consistent. In other words, you have to do something about that. That's what the telephone companies, that's, that's part of the reason why we are going to move to a new system next year. Uh, we worked on it last night. We are doing something about that. Yes, we are working on it. Larry Gaffman, Bill Bragg, Bill underscore Bill, and I spent time last night after the show designing, redesigning the whole system. We're going to Skype. Excellent. And this will, uh, this will do a couple of things for us, folks. If it works all right, we're going to be able to save a lot of money for the station. Because, you know, right now, our station's got 12 phone, 12 phone lines. We can eliminate most of those if we, if it all works out right. Even more excellent. Yes, and, and if we go Skype, then we're going to sound like we're hooked up in each other's room. Um, I will be able to call Patricia in, and bring her in on Skype. Uh, just by, like, a regular phone call. And uh, we're going to be able... It, It'll make us sound so much better. Um, and so that's the master design. Bill was ecstatic. Bill Big Tech never met with Skype until last night, and he was just ecstatic with the uh, all the new features are. And it'll even make Mike Handy sound better. <laughs> poor Mike. Even Mike Handy. Yeah, poor Mike. Poor Mike. I know. He always sounds good. He's got a great voice on the air. Mm, he does. Really, a great voice. Anyway, I want to give an update about White Christmas. Um, right now, in, I uh, I live in Orange County, California, everybody. That's the main county I live in. And uh, we have really good Broadway shows that come in here, right? You know, a lot of the stuff you see in New York will come here to Orange County. Currently, a smash hit is the musical White Christmas. No kidding. What they do? What they did? They took the movie, the 1954 movie, and adapted it into a Broadway show. Wow! And it's a smash. People have. My mom saw it Sunday. Girlfriends have seen it today. Look at Cone. It reminds them of a 1950 musical of singing and dancing. Oh, how exciting! Yeah. So. Uh, people, be on the work, look out for White Christmas, if you maybe see it filmed and shown on TV or, uh, something, uh, or if you see it, it's, it's smash here in Orange County, and it's pretty exciting news that we've got a really good musical on our hand, and it's usually all the great Irving Berlin songs. So. That is way cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's the latest update on White Christmas. That is way cool. Well, here is an update on what you cannot see for the rest of the year, I guess. <laughs> Ken Goss gave me a heads up yesterday throughout the evening and into the night. All seven, I believe there were seven, Thin Man movies were playing on Turner Classic. <laughs> Excuse me. And I got to see most of two of them. Wonderful movies. There just was such an electricity between Myrna Loy and William Powell. Yeah. And I just loved it. So thank you, Ken, for doing that. And I'm sorry we couldn't give a heads up to our family and let them know that this special thing was going on. But fun, 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 fun. 
Turner Classic, don't you ever change your format. I mean, uh, you're about the last back where we can see good stuff. And no advertising yes. jumping in in the middle. I don't yeah. know how they do it. How do they do it? Well, I think it's, thank goodness, they're owned by uh, Turner, and which is partnership with Warner Brothers, and they must, because uh, the Warner Brothers film and archives, like Warner, you know, it's been a smash, the Warner Brothers archive online. Uh, and this is where people can buy the, a lot of hard-to-find movies mm -hmm. that they love that will not be in the store. Because, you know, there's not enough demand to make a mass production right. and put them in the store. But if people go to the Warner Brothers archive website, there are goodies and things, and that's, uh, there's a fan base for those movies mm -hmm. and, to, and to support this channel. And more power to it. It's, uh... It's really important, and and um, it's it's amazing what kind of power. Uh, ben Omar, our friend, the publisher of Bear Manor Media, one of the books he had was was on the movie star Kay Francis. She was a 1930s film star who later donated her money to the Bell Institute, and you know she's one of those names that a really fan like myself would know of. But most people are not going to remember. She doesn't have the same power. You know, I would say as somebody like a Betty Grable or somebody well-known, uh, a Lauren Bacall, to say. It's, it's not... Well, Robert Osborne, the host, Wade Ben's book on when he was introducing a movie. He said, here's, here's a Kay Francis movie. He waved the book. Guess how many copies he sold? How many? 1,000 copies. Just by waving the book? Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah. And that means 1,000 people have discovered Ben's site. That's right. So and it is a wonderful site to go to. Interesting, not only interesting and fun old-time radio books, but entertainment media books. So old movies and movie stars and biographies and autobiographies. It's just a great site. Bear Manor Media, B-E-A-R-M-A-N-O-R. M-E-D-I-A, no breaks, BearManorMedia.com. And if you haven't gone there recently, there's a brand new website up there. So go there, and it's a wholly new-looking site to it. And take a peek at it. It's, it's, I spent time this week. It's sorted by categories. If you get interested oh. in radio, biographies, TV, film, it's, it's, it's broken down that way now. It's really nice. Good stuff. Yep. You can start making out next year's Christmas list. Or, if you're going to get Christmas dollars, you'll know where to spend them. Uh-huh. 714-545-2071. We're here. Okay. Food. Food story. Um, my mom liked to, my mom does not like to cook. She likes to bake. And, uh, our favorite recipe that she have cooked for 40 some odd years are cookies that are shaped like Santa Clauses and angels and things. You have the cutters and the powder, they're, they're like made out of a, uh, a frosted cookie and with sprinkles on them. And that's what I've always been raised, that's what I've been raised on. That's what she, and that's what she likes to bake. And she frees them. Problem is, as she was saying to one of her friends when we went out to lunch, the elves get to the cookies, even though when she freezes them. Say what? 
Well, you know, let's both be a fairy that if you free something, it won't be uh, eaten. Oh, really? Silly uh, uh, you. Uh, uh, um, you. Your mom believes that? Uh huh. He still tries. We need, we need to talk to her. <laughs> Look, he's in the freezer. Do not. <laughs> that is not even a barrier to to a little munchkin uh -uh. find a big munchkin. Uh huh. Or muncher. Uh huh. Maybe we need to talk to your mom. Mama. So they're all gone. Uh, yes. Walden? Yes. How many did you eat? Not that many this year. No, no, no. The question was, how many did you eat? I really can't. I, I ate more. My mom gone to a couple cookie exchanges and she brought home other stuff. I gobbled those down. I think of her cookies, maybe eight to ten so far in the last month or so. Oh, in a month? Yeah. Oh, but then you you scarfed down all of the other all the other ones, yeah. They're incorrigible. Well, it's, maybe we don't need to talk to your mom. We need to talk to you. It's good stuff. It keeps me well, healthy, wealthy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, we're not quite sure about the wealthy part, but the wise is good. Yeah. And healthy, you're as healthy as a little oh 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 lamb. A little pedal car. Boop, 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 boop. They're like a pedal car. Okay, we need to know traditional holiday foods when you were growing up, and goodness gracious, did anyone roast chestnuts on an open fire? My mom, one of my mom, she, and she can't believe it that another goodie she makes, and my brother and I still love them, homemade cinnamon rolls. Ah, uh, yum. Problem is, she's not happy with the recipe because we've never had a good oven. Yeah. And so the, the gooey. Yeah. Oh, that's, my, that's kind. My, my brother and I, who have done that, so we like them on the gooey. Those are the best kind. I know. So just not quite done in the middle. Uh-huh. The doughy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a mistake. That's, that's, that's gastronomical delight. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got some food stories, give us a call. Let us know. What's your favorite thing that you were raised on or enjoy um we have uh, what do neighbors come on you know we i love it with a very close neighborhood we know all the neighbors and that's the big thing people come by throughout the week and just drop off cookies and goodies and candy to us and mom go around and feed the neighborhood could I sit on your front porch? Oh, you sure can. And I would just screen the packages and you make sure that they were tasted. Uh-huh. I would do You that. You could easily live in the garage across the street. My friend Denny, who is the, uh, he's the uh, head of construction for Seed Candy, for so he gets all the Seed Candy goodies. He, you need a taste tester. We do. Well, he's a, con a, a quality control manager. My mother... He pays my dad off and see candy because my dad does his income taxes. Mm -hmm. And my mom would say, no more. No more see no five-pound boxes keep rolling in here in this place. Well, see, I, look at how much I could help. I know. Good grief. Yeah. I have untapped energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to tell people. I need to tell people. All right, go ahead. I need to tell people. Tomorrow night is New Year's... <laughs> No, it isn't. If it, if it is, I we walk track. I know it is Christmas. Hooray! New Year's Eve. It is Christmas Eve, and Walden is going to be our Santa tracker. 
We're coming on at 10.30 tomorrow at a regular time? That's right. Okay, regular time, 10.30. Walden has me so confused this week. I know. It's easy to do. I know. Yeah, I know. It's fun. So, Walden is going to check with NORAD, the Air Force Santa tracking system. There are military people from all branches of the military who volunteer to do this every year. It goes through uh, the... Um, Colorado Springs, right. Colorado Air Force Academy location, and they track Santa, and they have, how many people did they say they had last year? 400 on call. It was just amazing. 400 answer over 87,000 call, calls. And they're from, most of the, well, we're kids. We, <laughs> we're kids. <laughs> and when the children call, they talk to a real live person who uh. gives them an up-to-the-minute report on where Santa is and where he's he's headed and what time, his estimated time of arrival, just like an airport. And the kids get to talk to these people. It is just such a wonderful thing to do. We have uh, just an, an extraordinary military in this country. We've got NORAD for the kids at Christmas. We've got Toys for Tots, the Marines Toys for Tots. Mm -hmm. And they take care of, they, they had 16,000 toys for 7 point, uh, 16 million toys for 7.2 million children under the poverty line. Yeah. People who needed help children who weren't going to have a Christmas otherwise, and they're taking care of these kids. And the military takes care of Santa tracking on Christmas Eve for the kids, and it's just marvelous. It just makes my heart feel good. It's wonderful. Um, yesterday, my mom just volunteered to help set up at the church. Um, all, all our poor families in the area, uh, it, it, they need some churches as a distribution site, and you put you put numbers down. They come in with three truckloads of trains. I mean, and, and bicycles. My mom said, "I never saw so many bicycles." Oh wow! It's just amazing to think that people <laughs> will be donating bicycles upon bicycles to a lot of poor families. Uh huh. That, that's amazing. It and, is amazing. I pulled out of uh, some information about Christmas fields. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometime over the weekend, I've got more Christmas material than we really know what to do with. So I've got enough to spread yeah. out over the weekend. If we don't get to something tonight, we'll do it tomorrow night That's or right. the next night. But in addition to the Santa tracking, and we will give reports, our Walden, well, no, I guess we'll give reports because you can broadcast them over the air. Yep. Uh, we get to talk with some of the military people who man the phones and we got a really nice person last year we talked we called twice and and i think the second guy we got a hold of he was hundred and he was going to fly home for christmas after he got off work that night that's right and it was the other side of the country yeah. it was I, I don't know maryland something I, like that I, yeah it was maryland and he was out in colorado yeah. doing the phone lines for kids before he went home and had christmas with his own kids yeah. he wanted to do this and make Christmas a little bit more fun for kids in all different places. Uh, so, so we're going to have Santa tracking. Walden will take care of that. Mm -hmm. He's got the phone lines over there, and he's going to call the Santa number during the night, and we will find out where Santa is at about... We should call now. No, they're probably not awake yet. Okay. Oh, uh, because Santa didn't take off yet. Yeah, yeah. okay. 
Okay. Oh, he's, he's just yelling at the elves. <laughs> hurry up. Got to finish that over there. Hurry up. Uh, well, Santa doesn't yell. He's stern, though. He can get stern. How do you know? Hey, we're going to how, have... How do you know? Well... Have you seen him be stern on TV? Uh-huh. So we, then we know that's the truth. Of course. Okay. The internet, everything on television is true. <laughs> everything on the internet is true. Oh, that's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I'm still on tomorrow night. I'm reading my calendar. I've got everything written down. Isn't this cool? Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. At 11.30 Eastern, because Eastern gets to celebrate the arrival of Christmas first. At 11.30, Mike Handy, who is Mr. Yesterday USA 2, <laughs> number 2, not, and not also as in T-O-O, but Mr. Yesterday USA number 2, mm-hmm. will be with us for a few minutes and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And then we get to play the Nativity Story read from the Bible. Mike read this for us and made a recording for us last year, and it is just a wonderful story about um, Mary and Joseph coming into Nazareth. Right? Yep, absolutely. Right. <laughs> you, you, well, they're coming to, they're, they're from Nazareth going to Bethlehem. They're from Nazareth, and they're going to Bethlehem, and the entire Bible story he read for us. So we're going to play that, and that should finish up at about midnight. And Walden has a special recording that he plays every year at midnight Eastern time right. when Christmas arrives here. That's right. Yeah. What, what are you going to play? The Hallelujah Chorus. The Hallelujah Chorus. The Hallelujah Chorus. Yeah. And Welcome Christmas. And then, and then at 1230, this is just so cool, Ron, our, our uh, family member from Hawaii, Ron from Hawaii, who is, of course, almost everyone knows he's a professional musician. And he called me yesterday, so he's ready to go. He is ready to go. He is going to call us. And he is going to play Christmas carols for us on the air. And he did it last year for us, and it was just so wonderful. So I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that. And we expect your calls. Like we right. do now. And we expected them tonight, too. I have to give you some Bah Humbug information. Oh, it's well, good. Humbug, it's just Humbug. 714-545-2071. Go ahead, Patricia. And then on Sunday... We will be here at 10.30 Eastern to 11.30 Eastern when Dr. Michael Beal comes on with Walden for half an hour. And after that, we are going to play a pre-recorded interview that we did day before yesterday. Did it Wednesday? 21st. We yeah. did it on the 21st. So, oh, that's right. It's tomorrow already, isn't it? Oh, dear. I'm so mixed up. Anyway, we did it on the 21st with Marcial Brickney, who was born and grew up in about customs in France and traditional foods and the kinds of Christmases that he remembered as a child. And it's just so much fun to talk with Marcial. So that's what we're going to do on Sunday. Hello. Who Merry are you? Christmas. You're on. With uh, uh, hello, this is Don. And is the prime rib still warm? Ah, uh, we haven't started to cook that puppy, but you're welcome. Come on down. You're a lot closer than I am, and I'm on my way. Well, uh, yeah, but I have to get past the armed guards, though. <laughs> oh, isn't that I mean, Really, I hope he had 
somebody riding in a Brinks truck, either with him, in him. I mean, $106 for a roast. If my dad said this was a Christmas gift. Be still, my little heart. Your dad really knows what to do and how to do it. Hey, Don. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm... How fine are you? He is so fine that... What? Well, I... I what? I don't know. I'm just kind of relaxing after... After a long week of after, work. After a long week and so on and so forth and... And, uh... Crispy critter here. So, so yeah, and I thought I'd come call and see when I should arrive to have some of that... That, uh... That prime? That, well, well you're, wel you're welcome to sun I Sunday... We're serving it Sunday at 12.30. Well... So, yeah, so you're not too far, Don. You can make it here. Yeah, you hey, know? I mean... Sidewalk. It probably costs less to take a plane there than the, than the, the meat did. <laughs> <laughs> and the roast cost itself. You know, and that's probably true. I mean, Don, Don in Sacramento, he could probably get here f cheaper than the prime rib. Yeah, that's 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 possible. I <laughs> well, hopefully it's really good. I think it probably should be. So I hope so. I mean, if not, I'll just I'll I will definitely describe the disappointment. Christmas night, if it's not... Well, now, 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 you know, Costco is notorious for you can take things back. Do you suppose... <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't quite taste good enough, you can go, well... <laughs> uh, I think the kind of package that would go back to Costco would not qualify. <laughs> probably not. No, I think they might... But, you know, it would it'd be... That would make an interesting YouTube video. You could <laughs> try it. <laughs> I'd like to return this. It doesn't quite taste the way I hope. Uh, right, and here's the proof. <laughs> Go ahead and try it. It's a little, it's not really very warm anymore, but... Oh, my goodness. Oh, deliver me. Deliver me. How are you doing, really? You are fine? You are happy? You are... I'm doing fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's like I say, it's just like, you're sort of winding down. I don't have to go back to work and do anything until middle of next week. Hooray. So... Hooray. So what you got planned for this weekend, Don? Are you going to cook, cook a favorite dish? Or what, what you got planned for yourself this weekend? Oh, no, I'm going to go to other people's houses and eat their food. <laughs> <laughs> this man knows how to live. That's, that's, much, that's much easier. And see, then you don't have to do dishes. Uh -huh. Oh, well, you can so help. You, all you need to do is be very charming. That way you get an invite for next year. Yeah, yeah. The nicest so, people could do is this show up normal soup that I do, and <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Actually, it's the same people I usually have Thanksgiving with, so I go, like, to, to uh, my brother's and see him and his kids, and obviously he's not very far from me, and my dad's usually there, and then I go over to a friend that is the son of a friend of mine I've known for 30 years. Actually, I've known his son since he was... He's like a year younger than me since he was like 19, so anyway, wow. do that. So that's what I have planned, and then listen to you guys and see what Mischief Walden can get into. Uh -huh. and what do you think, Patricia? Mischief, I think you're in the right ballpark. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I mean, maybe he's got, he might have like, still have his, his, 
Christmas lights around his neck, and maybe the hat he's wearing is I, all in it. right up here. Wait, you know what? what the, I had this horrible thought when I was in the kitchen during the break after we talked with Bill and Mike, and we were kind of, we weren't kind of, we were fooling around and having a good time with Walden's uh, thought about making me the pinup girl for the blind community. Mm-hmm. And I hope that everyone who heard that comment was here for the original. Walden, please tell them why that is significant with our audience. Uh, well, <clears throat> I think, as Don proposed, I have Tom's lights, so I'm going to put these around my neck. Hopefully I won't hang myself. Anyway, got my Santa hat on. See, I, Don, good thing you were looking out for me. So we're officially on display. Well, he can't possibly be more any any more exuberant than he already is. <laughs> well, let's just hope that he doesn't yeah. try and strangle himself. Anyway, what happened? Hey, Patricia alluded to the story. I think it's a classic story. Yes, it is. Um, Patricia had this mystique. She is known for the lovely, bubbly personality. And... Even tonight, I get calls. What does she look like? <laughs> how old is she? I mean, it's like wild speculation tonight how young. She sounds so young. And I just reassured the family on the phone tonight. Well, I can reassure she's not 79. Ron, tag to with that number. I can reassure her of that. So, and you know, I, I'm... And Patricia and I have met on two different occasions in person, so, you know, so she is a true, genuine human being. I can guarantee she's not a voice that just sneaks through your telephone line. Bodyless voice. That's right. So, so, and so people have emailed and wondered, can you send a picture? Can Patricia send a picture of herself? And Patricia has a very safe answer. I don't even have a picture of myself in my apartment. So, you know. Very simple answer. The answer is no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Short and to the point. Short and to the point. But there, so, please, please get to the point where uh, we're, not, we're not poking fun or being disrespectful. No. So Ron called in, and we were just... He wanted to see, he want, he heard Ron being totally blind. He said, Patricia, will you send me a picture of yourself? Figuring nobody could see it besides Ron. And I did a handoff remark, well, really, Patricia is the pinup girl for the blind community. And I, you, you can say that. Why? I know. I can get, I can be politically incorrect. There's no doubt about that. Well, for you, it's actually politically correct. <laughs> Ron. Well, and it's also perfectly in character for Walden. Yeah, yes. Something that he would so, up with. No, I, I just wanted to make sure that people who weren't in on the beginning of the story mm -hmm. and, and how it evolved, that we weren't being disrespectful or in, in any way making fun of... You know, just just making fun of people. We weren't. Walden is blind, and he has mentioned that so many times. So having Walden say Patricia is the pinup girl for the blind community, um, it it made me laugh. <laughs> I just lost. Yes, no, it is. It's amusing. I mean, I don't. I you know, that's that's it's just. 
to for an off-the-cuff remark, I suppose. Yes, yes, you did very well, Walden. So that's how I got to be the pinup girl. Aha. So the mystique of Patricia still lives. I, I, you know, well, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm just kind of private, you know? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> You're waiting for the punchline? <laughs> Well, no, 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 but, well, you know, but, but I, although, you know, it's so funny because I have to admit when I got my CDs and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at your handwriting and I'm analyzing you from your handwriting, I'm going, oh, well, okay, let's see, uh, I wish I knew a little bit more about how they analyze a person's handwriting because, of course, from email, you, you know, you get an idea of what kind of person the person is by, you know, the email they send and send and stuff like that, but... The handwriting, I'm going, oh, what can I figure out from the handwriting? I handwrote a note to you? Yes, you put in there the, your favorite Lama and Abner. Oh, yes, I'm not. On a little yellow card. So I got like a, maybe a dozen dozen words written on a piece of paper. Yes, even, even the most astute handwriting an analyst would be stymied. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, but I was looking at that going, well, I should, uh. John asked for Lumen Abner shows as one of the CDs that I sent, and I picked the segment, I think it was from 1945, was it 1945? 42. It, it, 42? Yeah, I think it was 42. That one is was when Diogenes Smith came through looking for an honest man, and that is just one of my favorite segments. If you decide to ask and, or let me ask a question and answer, I will send the next favorite, which is the Marriage Bureau. I think I've heard some of that. Yeah, that. You know, so. It's just it, no, but I, I did. I did. I thought that was funny. I was just sitting here looking at the handwriting. Going, and what have you? Hey, it's not what, a picture. So. Yeah. What have you? What, an, what have you analyzed? From Patricia Hanwright. What did you come up with? Yeah. I have no clue. I just went, well, okay. I mean, you know, I don't, I will, what I know about handwriting analysis would be, and I suppose you could go on the internet and look. Everything on the internet is true, mm -hmm. so we know I could go on there and. Oh, you know that too. Look for characteristics and get an idea of, of yeah, right, uh huh, sure. Of so. course. So, I asked a question, and I hope you have an answer. How about traditional foods when you were growing up? Did you ever know anyone who roasted chestnuts on an open fire? A Christmas goose, the bird. Christmas. No, no, I can't say as I ever heard of heard of anybody that did that. But how about a Christmas goose? And I'm no, I, I well, I about the closest I could come to that is is. My mother had geese in her yard in Florida. Uh-huh. And they are the most ornery bird there is. They're not very friendly. You're right. No, they're not. I mean, they'll chase after you and bite at your heels. and. Which could be why they wind up on the table. Yeah, that's true. But she didn't eat them. She just... No. They were, they were just kind of annoying birds that were in the yard. But, you know, it was, it was funny because she had... I, I don't know. It's, in fact, it's so funny because uh, my mother grew up in the San Fernando Valley, and and at the time she grew up, which was like in the in the 40s, there was there were less people there than there are now, and 
she was a kind of always a horse person and so when she'd gotten her first horse and I remember my grandmother telling this story with she got the horse and it started to get cold out. She was very unhappy that her horse had to be out in this cold barn, so... Oh, no. He brought it in the house. Oh, my. Oh, wow. My grandmother said, yeah, I was doing something in the kitchen, and I hear this clip-clop, clip-clop, stop for a second, and I was, what the heck is that? A couple more times, and she goes and looks in the entryway, and here comes this horse in the house, and it's my mom, and she says, well, the horse will be cold in the barn. Well, a horse goes forward a lot easier than it goes backwards, and it goes its go upper works a lot better than its go downer. How in heaven's name did she get the horse back out? Oh, uh, that that part of the story I didn't. I'll have to ask my mom, but I'm sure they must have had to figure out a way to turn it around in order to get it out. No, but. Oh, but even at that, going down even a single step is is quite a chore with a horsey. Well, my my uncle, who I was named after. Uncle Walden, which is sort of known as a terror. Um, he, well, for one year, he grew up with five sisters, and he got coal in his stockings. <laughs> okay, so that's my Uncle Walden, who I'm named after. Uh-huh. Well, that's... He, he, uh, and my, my mom went to the same school, and he went to the school, your generation. Can he go into 12th grade all in the same building, and you're talking several levels? That's a... Nice gift. He and a couple of buddies got a cow to climb the stairs and get lifted up to the left, left top level. So trying to figure out how to get a cow down when people showed up to go to school would be an interesting problem. How did they do it? I have no I'm idea. a cow upstairs. I have. Minor miracle. Well, major miracle. Yeah, yes. I have no idea. That's a block and tackle deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my well, and especially when you consider that cows are not uh, God's greatest gift to intelligence was not there. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they will stand out in the snow and let the snow pile up on their back. Uh-huh. It's, Stomp it's, on each other when they're eating. And yep. They did not stand in the line and double dip in the well of common sense. No. So if a, if a horse and a cow in a house... Man, that got to be a chore to get him out. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You and Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers Jr., Dusty Rogers, was with us a few months ago. And I, it was in July. We right. were doing Christmas in July, and I asked him for a Christmas story, and he told about his mom, Gail Evans, would gather the kids around every Christmas and they in, in front of the nativity scene with the animals and the baby Jesus in the manger and Joseph and Mary, and she would read the Christmas story to them. So he got up early one Christmas morning, and he thought he was, what, about six, Walden, uh -huh. he said? Yep, six years old. About six years old, and he decided that if baby Jesus could have some animals, he could too. So he went out to the compound where the coonhounds were. Now, a coonhound and a bloodhound are very similar. I believe a coonhound is just a little bit smaller. And he said, there is no way you can open a gate and get one coonhound. You open the gate and you get 31 coonhounds. So he, w he got up to the front door and he was going to try it again. And these were the only animals they had that he could bring into the house with baby Jesus. And he, he thought, well, maybe two or three would be cool. 
Now, coonhounds are coonhounds because they trap raccoons up in trees. And he opened the door, and of course, all 31 of them came in, took off after the Christmas tree that was in the rotunda and higher than the ceiling in the other rooms, and just took down the tree. Big crunch, yes. I'm sure that was big crunch. Made him he said, probably very popular with his parents. <laughs> oh, his dad had a few things to do when, <laughs> when he got up. I mean, everybody got up, of course, because the the tree came down and the dogs were barking. And first time the dogs ever been inside. That's true. That that is true. You do not. But he, he was really cute when he said, "You do not open a gate." and let one coonhound out if you've got 31 31 are out so all, of, all in one big spurt I mean. but trigger never went in the house he never said anything about trigger being in the house that's a good one yeah well that's that's uh i mean i still can't imagine you know my mother bringing the horse in the house but <laughs> that she did i mean no. Well, now, everybody's entitled to something in their history. What is in your Christmas history, Don? Yes. What kind of a Christmas story can you tell us? Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Well, you know, I, I, I actually, unfortunately, all of my interesting Christmas stories involve my eating too much. So <laughs> I don't know if I haven't. Let's see. Can I think of anything? No. I mean... What's your favorite food? Yeah. What What did you go up as a kid that was your favorite food for Christmas? Well, I don't know that I had, you know, uh, any, I, I, you know, I kind of, actually, it's funny because, like, for the most part, I think a lot of the foods that I like are more Thanksgiving. I like turkey, so I eat turkey all the time anyway, but I'm, like, a big fan of, of sweet potatoes slash yams, and oh, I don't yeah. eat them except for at the holidays. Oh, Boy, do we get along just fine. But Chris is a turkey like person. People yeah. go, you're not eating more of that, are you? Yes, just be quiet. Leave me alone. I'm going <laughs> to. We are. Oh, I love turkey. I love sweet potatoes. I love squash. Acorn squash. I ate one the other night. All those good things. And nobody else likes them, so I get extras. Yeah, well, that's, that's like, you know, I was, I was a weird kid because I like spinach. I actually really like spinach. I love spinach. 